Finances can be complicated, but they don't have to be. I break down financial topics that may seem complex and overwhelming so you can start taking action on your financial goals. I'm Ari Talbot, and it all starts here on Personal Finance Redefined. Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Hope you guys have had a great week so far. Please feel free to leave me a review, uh, rate the podcast. If you like it, share it with your friends, and we'll go ahead and get right into it. So today's episode is about should you invest in real estate? So when people hear the words real estate, they may think about the passive income it can generate, the potential tax benefits of owning real estate, or maybe, like many individuals, they're worried because they're house rich and cash poor, meaning the majority of that person's net worth is tied up in their home. Now, having a high net worth can be great. There's no issues with that. But having that high net worth doesn't mean much if you can't use it to your advantage. So if almost all of your net worth is tied up in your primary residence and you hope to retire but continue living in that same home, what good is it having a high net worth? Where will the funds to live off of come from? You could have a $5 million valued home but not have the the income to, to pay for groceries, hypothetically, if you had no other investments, which is rare, but it's just to show you what that means. So real estate can be a great investment and has performed very well, especially over the last decade. So when beginning to think about real estate and whether it makes sense for you to buy if you're a young investor hoping to get your skin in the game or you're a seasoned investor and you've kind of been working with individual stocks over time or maybe you're just an absolute do-it-yourselfer who who I categorize are the type of clients that, that I work with who say, you know what, I enjoy being hands-on about my portfolio and the things that, that I need to invest in, but I'd appreciate maybe a little bit more insight. So when whether wherever you are in your investing journey, it's first helpful to know what kinds of real estate there are. So there's five main ways to invest in real estate. Of course, there's more, but these are the five main ways. The first way, you could buy a rental property. The second way, you could invest in a REIT or in another real estate stock. So A REIT is a real estate investment trust. Now, with owning a REIT, before I get into the few other ways to invest in real estate, this is what I show to clients as the most passive way to invest in real estate. You're not attending any meetings. You're not dealing with a wash machine breaking or a a leaky roof. You're truly just investing in real estate, and you're reaping the benefits of being allocated to that asset class. Now, with a rental property... Yes, maybe you can bring in more additional income, but does that outweigh the cost of the time involved to do so? So that's something that you personally need to think about if that's what you want to invest in. Third way to invest in real estate, buy a vacation rental. Fourth way, rent out all or part of your own home. Airbnb is a great way to do this, VRBO. These are becoming increasingly more popular, especially even if you have a garage or you want to have some college students who... Who are just gonna, you know, pay those regular bills and you know they're gonna be there for a set amount of time, that could be a great option. And the fifth way to invest in real estate, fix and flip a house. That involves a lot more work, but it it has the potential to reap more returns, as that's generally how investing works. So would you like to own a home, a duplex, a condo, and rent out the property to tenants? You're dealing with wash machines, leaky roofs, or would a real estate investment trust make more sense? A REIT allows you to invest in real estate, 
but you're not personally responsible for having tenants come in and out or having to cover damage to the property because you simply own a small piece of so many types of real estate. And like many of my answers, it depends. Real estate can be great for many reasons, and we often think of all the benefits. But if you had only invested in real estate in 2008, your portfolio would have been down 40%. And down 18%, which means if all of your investments were down 58%, you likely wouldn't be able to reach your financial goals. And we know the real estate market, as in all markets, eventually bounce back, but it's about understanding how long you're able to wait for that bounce back to occur. Can you wait 30 years until it's time to retire, or as I like to say, reach financial independence? Or do you need the funds in six months? Are you hoping to generate income? What are your goals? That's going to dictate how to invest. This isn't to say don't hold real estate. It's actually the opposite. I hold real estate, and I have my clients hold real estate, both through REITs, Real Estate Investment Trust, and through owning property because they're a great income source and way to build wealth. But I wouldn't advise my clients to only hold real estate because a well-built portfolio could achieve similar growth without the potential downsides, without the potential that if a 2008 occurs in real estate, that asset class is down significantly. Well, now you're looking about how am I going to be able to replace those returns to reach my goals? I still have those goals. I want I want to achieve them. But having all of your money in that one asset class subjects you to that real life possibility. So whether you're thinking about owning real estate, you currently own real estate, or you want to begin owning real estate, understand the different types of real estate, owning one and the management and the time that comes along with it, versus owning an index or investing through new apps that allow you to invest directly in private real estate, such as Fundrise. I personally choose to invest in real estate, and I allocate a percentage of my portfolio to capture the great growth that comes along with owning real estate, which of course can come with a great downside, but that's where the rest of my portfolio picks up the slack. So in any given year, you don't have to worry about an asset class affecting your ability to reach your financial goals. I hope this was helpful, and I'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Personal Finance Redefined podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and let me know if there's anything in particular you would like me to discuss by submitting a question at personalfinanceredefined.co. That's personalfinanceredefined.co. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time. Hey everyone, quick disclaimer here. Please be smart about this, and before taking any action, consult with your tax planner or financial planner. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as investment, tax, legal, or other financial advice. It's for informational purposes only.